0: Mike Check, 1212, back again, another episode, Planet of the Apes podcast, here with Kevin. You know him, you love him, how you doing? Oh, I'm not doing bad, man, I'm glad to be here again today. That's good, that's good. Um, So, what do I want to talk about today? Um, I went to Thanksgiving dinner at uh, Sunshine's place, Wes's mom. Um, So I had dinner with, with Wes and his family, and his friend Jared came over. Um, we we were having an interesting discussion. I guess with one of their friends, who I don't know, um, but he was a high-level swimmer with Olympic potential. Um, and at at some point, I think around like 18 years old, he decided to just drop. He just didn't want to do it anymore. Kind of gave it up. Decided he was just going to work a real job. And you know, we kind of had a discussion around why that would happen. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of came back to I, I made the point that I think a lot of people are really afraid of success. I think success is kind of a scary thing. Um, and I'm, I'm interested as someone who works with, you know, a lot of high level athletes that have bright futures in sports and they're, you know, they're the best player on their team. They're, they're the best player maybe in the province or in the country. Um, you know, or maybe they're a professional athlete. Um, that's that's a ton of pressure, like to be the guy that the team is going to look to when the game is on the line, when the season is on the line. Yeah. Like to know you're going to deal with that as as someone who, I've been there as a power lifter, but I've never been there in a, a real sport that mattered. Like powerlifting was just for me; that wasn't really for anyone else. Yeah. Um, but to you know have a whole team relying on you for that is something that really interests me as a coach to understand that because that's something I think is a, is a valuable lesson. So I guess with this episode, I want to kind of dive into that and kind of interview you um because you were a high level athlete you know you played CIS you know University of Ottawa yeah you know um so i kind of want to get your perspective and your opinion on 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 this topic so yeah. um i guess let's start let's start young i want to talk about sort of the difficulties of the transitions from you know a young age in football all the way up through CIS but let's talk for now bantam uh which is for guys that don't know bantam is 14, 15, no, 13, 14 year old. 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, grade 8, grade 9 here in Canada. Uh, so here you go from bantam in grade 8 and grade 9 to high school football. There's like most schools don't have grade 9 in, in high school, school. Yeah. Except for some private schools. In BC. But uh, in BC, yeah. But here in Alberta, that's how it works. Um, so I want to let's start with the difficulty of that transition. I remember for me, that was a difficult A difficult one, you know, everyone was bigger and stronger and and it was tough for me. I wonder what it was like for the guy that was actually a talented football player. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess when I first started uh, playing football
1: was in grade 8. I did not uh, get to play in grade 7. I moved to, I lived in places where there was no football, so I played soccer and I played um, basically soccer only. And then I, when I came here, I was like, you know what? I really want to play football. And we figured out about it about halfway through the grade seven season. So grade eight, we're ready. Showed up yeah. in the paper. There's an ad, you know, come try out for the football team. We need kids or whatever, right? Yeah. So um, I, you know, show up and they do like kind of a testing thing, even though there was, what, 18 kids on the team. So <laughs> yeah. like, you gotta, like, you gotta we got to do that test, you know, and I was, you know, the fastest kid on the team. And uh, then uh, the expectation, I guess, started there. It's like, now, hey, you're the fastest. And especially here in Canada, that's all there was. Like, it was like, oh, you fast? Oh, you, you were, you're the running back? And the running back gets the ball 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. We win games. Yeah. So um, my first year, I... I was like, cool, uh, Like, this is fun, I, I, I have no idea how to play. And my coaches were, uh, one of them was really, really good. The other two were kind of like tweener coaches, their kids played. Yeah, like They were there to help. They were there to help out, right? <laughs> Which and is an important role at that age. A hundred percent. Like uh like I remember I couldn't catch when I first started playing. I've no idea how. Yeah. Like I just you put you made a triangle with your hands and the ball somehow stays in that. Yeah. Right? And I couldn't figure it out. And I remember they they we did a drill where the coach was like throwing balls and I you know, I like, they were nowhere near us because he was a terrible thrower. And then he got, like, frustrated, and he's like, okay, we have to catch these three balls, and we have no conditioning. And he starts lasering these balls at me, and they're going nowhere near me. Like, I'm jumping up in the air trying to catch them, <laughs> diving the side. Like, and it, it was like, uh, I guess I was, like, trying to f- figure out that I was, like, not, I felt like I wasn't kind of good enough. But I was like, Kate, you know, uh, we're going to our first preseason game yeah. where uh, I run into, we play our first one, it, it goes well. In the second game, we play Stony Plain. And I run into Jared Chaitman, and he almost tears my head off, exactly. <laughs> like like hurt my neck. So they pull me out of the game. I think I was more scared than I was hurt. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, no, 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 don't move your neck. And they're, like, Hold on, you know, yeah. like, and I was like, Cool. And then they didn't even call an ambulance. Told me to go to the hospital. <laughs> 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 and like, I'm like that's we're only, just down the road from it.
0: Like you could have gotten an ambulance. That's only like fifteen years ago. That's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like it isn't that long ago. <laughs> Spruce Grove was a different thing back then. We right, were, like, we were on yeah, a different wavelength. Like. It was a different thing. And then from there,
1: I was petrified. I, every single game, it was like my playoff games as I got older. I, I was, like, sick to my stomach. Butterflies flying all over the place. I'm like, Kate, you know, I'm, I'm sick. I can't play. I can't play. Like, yeah. there's no way I'm ill. Like, I don't know what this is, but I'm I'm terrified. And eventually they're like, Kate, well, you're just a kicker. So my first year, I played kicker only <laughs> until literally the last game of the season in the playoffs. Yeah. And I got reamed out by our, um, because they put me in at like fullback or something. And I got reamed out by our um, quarterback. And they to the point where they were benching him because he had anger issues. And he, he was reaming me out because I missed a block. And I didn't miss a block, number one. Like, this was a play they ran like a screen. It was blown up from the start of the start. They tackled the running back in the backfield. We're losing this game. We're not winning yeah. a game. We haven't won a game all season. Yeah. And I he, I, he reams me out. I go, I'm go, i like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm done. Like, I'm not playing. And this kid's just going to ream at us every time something goes wrong yeah. and blame everyone else but himself. And then, you know, I so I went to the bench. I'm like, no, nope, I'm done playing. I'm never playing again. Went to the bench and all my equipment have my helmet i'm like i'm gonna stay here and i'll watch it with my grandmother we'll watch the end of this and that the halftime they're like "Kate, aaron's off the field come back in and play and i was so mad i'm like kate and i literally was like they gave me the ball like four times on runs and it was like 25 yards 35 yards <laughs> i was just like livid i was so mad i wasn't afraid yeah and that was like kind of my introduction to football my first year and from there, it kind of kept getting better, realizing that I didn't
0: need to be afraid anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So was is there anything that stood out to you as you went from Bantam to high school? Was it, were they bigger and faster and stronger? Um, it... I went uh, to junior right away
1: because we walked into a very weird thing in high school. High school, it was, uh, I had the ability to play senior ball, I believe. But what it was was, Junior team was better. I met that coach, you know, beforehand. He's like, "Yeah, you're the you're the guy." You know, I yeah. uh, that that year before that last year of Bantam I played because I only played two years. I believe in you actually do start in grade seven, if I recall. It's a like grade seven, in, eight, and then talking, nine in Bantam. in Bantam. Oh,
0: in Bantam. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, like seven, being, eight, nine. Yeah. 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 So yeah, uh, depending on your age. Yeah,
1: depending on my age. So I I played that that second year. I played nothing, but um. I played nothing but running back, and I had every single touchdown on the team but two. Yeah. So it was a very different season. So they, you know, the senior team was like, yeah, we want you. But then I met the junior coach, and the junior coach was like, your senior's garbage, we have the best team. Like yeah. literally the point he was sabotaging the senior team, taking yeah, talent, yeah. holding them down. We're like recruiting against <laughs> each like, like, other. We're, we're like, like the junior team the for most, that senior team. The most toxic situation ever yeah. <laughs> in a football program. But uh, so I was like, hey, I'm playing junior. It's the best ball. That's what I've been told. Like, the senior coaches didn't even talk to me. Like, they yeah. said they said once, hey, yeah, you should play senior. And didn't talk to me again. Yeah. So obviously, uh, they didn't want me. This guy did. He rallied. He talked. So I was like, cool, I'll play junior. And uh, we sure enough, we did really, really well. And then we lost in the championship game, To But, like, the jump wasn't very big there. Yeah. But junior, like, now is, like... Like, back then, it was decent. It was decent ball. Like, we, the last game we played, we did play, like, the, like, the, the team sandbagged and dropped all their kids down to junior because they were going to win it all and they didn't win it all. Yeah. And I played, like, three kids who played on the U of A, like, starting from day one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it was crazy. Like, it was a crazy game. I was like, this is nuts. Like, we went from beating this team to the point where they, like, their center didn't snap the ball to the last, like, four plays of the game. <laughs> like to playing a team that had like three kids who were like th- like a kid on O-line who was like 245 pounds and yeah. can run yeah. and like a corner who could jump through the fricking roof yeah. and like it was just a completely different football team and we lost in the championship game. So my introduction my was a little bit easier from that to senior where I was now in grade 11 where I was a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, yeah. which may be a lot bigger <laughs> and stronger than most kids. So my, my jump up was fairly easy. Yeah. So I guess I, I kind of had a little different jump than yeah.
0: most. I guess back then, too, nobody, like if you trained back then, it you were rare. Like it was you, Jared Scheidemann, Joey would train. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was with anyone, but I was in the gym on machines and shit. Um, and then I think Levi trained a bit. And that like that was only that's two thousand seven two thousand eight. Yeah, um, well, I, I mean, I only started working so out. So if you were a 11. little, if you were a little strong back then, you were a lot stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now exactly. every every kid works out. A lot of them do it wrong. They you do like bodybuilder splits, but they, you know, they're they're moving shit and they're gonna be physically stronger. stronger. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. I um, mean, you can tell the teams that have kids who are
1: either part of the football program is making them work out. Like all their kids are. You know, decent athletes to a team that like has no structure whatsoever. Yeah. You could see their kids look like children yeah. against men, even though it really isn't that big of a
0: gap. It's just yeah. being in the gym. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I like I remember your grade twelve year. I was in grade ten, yeah. and I played junior. Obviously, you were senior. You're grade twelve, um, but the midget year was. It was like the second year the midget team was around. Yeah, and the, then I was in grade eight and I could play, or I was going into grade nine. But anyway, I could play. Somehow I played that year with you, even though we're three years apart. Yes, yeah, because it
1: it allowed grade... Ni- grade eights to play that were going into grade nine. Yeah. Which was stupid, because you know what? <laughs> Jared
0: Scheidman fucking murdered me in the first practice. <laughs> Jared Heidman Scheidman gave me the worst voice. concussion of my life. Man, Bobo voice. fought him for it. <laughs> like, I'm fucking eight years I just fucking shit my pants. I never want to play football again after that. Yeah. You know how scared I was? Oh, man. Oh. Hey. Fucking Jared Scheidman. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I... I remember just hearing about Kevin like i I knew him because he'd always he would always come back and coach that I was always that age lower and you'd always come back and coach in the preseason kind yeah. of thing yeah. and then when your season started, obviously you were gone, but like you just you'd hear legends of Kevin like <laughs> he could just kind of score at will you know like it's just, if he wants to score he's gonna score. And uh, my only experience with that was in, in that midget season where you were turning a kickoff and you came down the sideline and you're like literally commentating your running. <laughs> as you're, you're like, Kevin Hansen to the 50s, to the 40s, <laughs> sidestep, like you're like talking to yourself as you're yeah. coming down and then you took it to the house and I was like, oh, that's that's what talent is like, <laughs> sweet, I'll just keep working hard, like, <laughs> um but I got. I. I'm curious. I remember my jump from high school to junior was was big for me, and I wasn't. I just wasn't into it. I would had a lot of concussions, and football just didn't really. I never really loved football. I didn't realize that till I found powerlifting, but yeah. I didn't love football as much as I thought I did. Yes. Um, so for me, the jump was just too much, and I, with the concussion, I just didn't want to do it. But I'm wondering, as a, like I said, as a talented guy that went to junior and was recruited, now you're at a higher level. Now, like we talked about, the kids in high school then weren't lifting, but the men in junior were. Yes. Like that, was, that was a big jump. That so was what was that like jump. for you? That jump
1: was the real jump that made me realize that no, you're not just the king yeah. Of everything. Um, I guess a little bit of my background going through that football period of time. Spruce Grove had two black people in it. So, like, I yes. was never, ever <laughs> praised during this jumping through. Other than by players and, like, a coach af- like, after that play. Otherwise, it never was anymore. Yeah. Like, there was never a, like, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. It was just, you did all that work. You got the team where it was the team went we're the best team and then like that was it yeah like it was never you're the best player so when I made that jump I was it was a huge jump like mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm I've, I've kind of made my stamp on my tryout by like making this huge block like the quarterback I was with the ones uh, though so the number one quarterback like we he turns out to run he's like go 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 so I get out in front of him I start running yeah. and the halfback steps out in front of me I just put my hands on his chest and I'm not a good blocker at this point in my career, so I'm just like, drive, 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 and I feel them get underneath them, and I'm, boom, I like fall on them, and yeah. everyone goes, ah! Oh, and the yeah. quarterback runs into the end zone, and, you know, boom, I make the team. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, complete irrelevance <laughs> to a team. Yeah. for Like, you know, I, like, I was on special teams, and it was just, you know, survive, survive, because I never played any special teams besides returner, yeah. and they never had me return, so... I was literally just like tackling, and I've never tackled really. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, no real skill development at the younger ages. So I'm learning everything as we go. So I'm, you know, the first game it was just run down on a kickoff and you know make a tackle, run down on a kickoff, make a tackle. Yeah. You know, and I made like one, and everyone's happy. And then you go back to irrelevance. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the jump was huge. Like there, those the oldest players on the team were. Twenty-four, yeah, you know, I think it's and, twenty-three now, but they lowered it. Uh, it, was, it was, it was five years, no matter when you started. Okay. So there was like, like you could, I think it was, yeah, even in juniors, five years, no matter when you started, and that same thing for university. So no matter when you started, five That's years. West Shalafu was forty.
0: It's yeah, 40, like, like West Chalafu was <laughs> as old as
1: my mother and still playing <laughs> university football. Yeah. So like, there was. Um, like, it was a very weird thing. So the jump was exponential, like you were playing men. Yeah. So, you know, i like I make a few plays, but it was it was way harder because everyone was fast all of a sudden. Yeah. You, it wasn't just me, the head and shoulders above everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I started to, you know, even out, start to come down to the middle a little bit. And it was, the jump was aggressive. Like, I was in the gym. I, that was still working out all the time. And even then, at that level, not everyone was really, really working out, like, like we were, yeah. you know. Um, so it's like even with all of that, and no one worked out in season at all. Period. Besides the guys in the in the basement who were doing curls. Yeah. Like if it, it was a completely different beast just by way of age and athleticism. Mm-hmm. So mentally. I was luckily uh, on the side of being kind of uh, just a workhorse who got no acknowledgement. So when I got to that, it was just be a workhorse with no acknowledgement,
0: but you're not starting for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you went through an interesting transition in junior as well that a lot of people don't do in here. Actually, I think I was just talking to someone about this the other day. Who? uh, Oh, Sim. I was talking with Sim at Sim at the gym. There you go. (laughs) He was my coach in the first year of uh, midget. Yeah, it's he, coach, he coached me at Husky Camp my first year of Bantam, or my second year of Peewee, one of the two, and I remember it was Carhut and him, and Carhut was like, he was like my hero, like that's who I wanted to be was Carhut, right, yeah. and then there's this tall skinny kid with him, and Carhut's like, this guy had 17 pancakes in our first scrimmage, it's the first time he ever played football, he's gonna be a pro. And Sim didn't know anything about football. He's like, run around time that. He's like, run like. around that cone <laughs> and <then> come back. <laughs> but he's like, yeah. But he ends up ten years in the pros, and now he's he's been at the gym for a couple months now. He's, First overall draft Yeah, yeah. And he's he's, uh, he's had some troubles with a knee injury, so we're trying to get him right with that. And he's he's feeling stronger than uh, than he has in a while on that knee, so that's good. Um, but he's he also like we said played Huskies. Um, and he, so I'm talking about the Huskies game at the gym, and we're kind of talking about, I, I just wish that they could both be, like, be one and two in the PFC and, like, let's duke it out kind of thing. Like, I want to see both these teams competitive, you know? Yeah, it always seems someone is up and someone is down. Yeah. And it kind of has to be when you're in the same city, Yep. you know? And, and, and I think that sucks, and that's kind of one of the reasons I'm running this promo price that I'm running right now for the gym plug plug <laughs> uh, but like i'd like let's just make edmonton football better let's let's not be you know i don't want to be a laughing stock you know i don't want to have one good team and then two teams that are you know like let's fucking win yeah and then when we play let's make it like yo the trophy doesn't leave edmonton yeah you know like this is it um so anyway i'm getting off topic i'm talking to sim And, uh, I'm talking about how I feel like that disparity exists because it's a lot more common for players to go from team to team now, Yeah. kind of thing. Like, if it doesn't work here, I'll just go there. Yeah. Um, back when you were playing and when I was in, I was still in high school, but, you know, looking at juniors, I was probably in grade 12 at the time, I think, when, when you made that transition, but, uh it was unheard of like no one did that yeah. until you did it I mean um, I was so go like t- I'll let you talk about it talk about what you did and and what happened and what transpired Um, well, I guess uh, I guess from the coaching standpoint our coaches always said you know Huskies every
1: other person who went to the cats is sucked and no one's ever done it it's always about the dogs so we went to the dogs and the dogs are everything I get there and it was probably the best like year of coaching that I've had, like, because I was learning a lot. Yeah. These coaches are real smart. Like, they they cared. Like, I almost started a game my first year. So, like, I did do well. Yeah. Like, and these guys were, you know, a lot of feedback. Uh, You know, we would do a run every time, this long run that was just a jog, and I'd die jogging because I can't jog at all. Muscle endurance or whatever the heck that system is has never been there for me. You (laughs) you jog in football and you get fucking
0: killed. Who cares? Right? Like, tried jogging in a play. And the coach would literally
1: come out and jog the rest of it, and you jog right beside me the whole way through, and I'm dying. Like, I'm cramping. I'm like, ah! And he's, like, you know, there. And so it was It was a great year for me. And then literally all those coaches get fired. And they bring in a bunch of coaches from a high school that hasn't won in forever. From a dude who was, like, a superstar running back back in, like, the 1950s. Like, yeah. yeah. like, dude is, like, like, he was a good player. Terrible football coach. And he brings in a whole bunch of old, terrible football coaches that were literally drunk at practice. Yeah. And I was, like, I don't want to be a part of this. And, you know, I, I was told by a, a really good friend who was a coach at the time, Samaji Akili, who did play in the NFL. His name was Sam Johnson at the time. Yeah. If you look him up, he played for the Chargers. Um, he, he told me that, like, you have to pay your dues, so stick through this year. Yeah. And he's like, that's all you have to do. So I said, okay, I will do this. And... Um, I I was I tried to switch to DB because I didn't want to play running back because we were running some terrible front that was, like, if we had bigger guys, if we were the strongest team in the league, yeah, it works. Yeah. But, like, or we weren't we the were, strongest. Or if you were the 1960 Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. right? Or, like, if the fact that as soon as those coaches showed up and talked to every player that was there and, like, in their fourth and, like, third and fourth year, basically every single one of those players left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh Bryce left, um, losemore left, like literally talent gone. Yeah. So we're now the youngest team in the league, basically, and we get rolled over running like nines and ones, in 9-1-1 and nine-one-one and one-nine-nine, which is basically streaks and slants, yeah. streaks and slants, streaks and slants, um, and strict streaks streaks and uh, stops. Like yeah. that was the entire playbook. Oh, right passing and running was uh, dive 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 lead counter like that right. was it yeah. and minus like a fullback that was over 102 pounds um, and then a fullback who was a finesse fullback as he called himself <laughs> but he, he was a superstar they loved him yeah. um, so I was like okay whatever like I don't want to play right back I'm gonna play half so I'm doing well there's another kid who's better than me uh, will Quintel. He's now a fighter. He 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 was really good. And they move him to safety and take our safety and move him to half and tell me, nope, you're not playing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was better than the kid there, but Quintel was better than me. Like, he should have played half. But they move him to safety. Kid can't play safety at all because there's no coaching, period. Um, So it's just like the rockiest road you could ever imagine of a junior year. And uh, I was like, okay, this isn't what I want to be a part of. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave and then they're like no stay and for some reason I don't know why like I was afraid to make the jump I stayed for another year halfway through that year I played uh, men's league as well um, they I met uh, a coach there who who played and coached at the Cats uh, and he was like you know what like you don't have to stay like if you don't want to yeah. and so I actually challenged it I was like, okay I'm not doing it I asked him to leave they blackballed me and made sure that I couldn't leave in time before the cut because they didn't have to answer an email for two weeks. I talked to them like around that period of time. They pretended like they didn't get the email in time. Boom, I don't get to transfer teams. Um, so I, I, pull, I pull the pin. I'm like, nope, I'm not playing for you. I'm not doing this to myself. Uh, Joey Lawrence did the same thing as well, but he went back. Yeah. Um, so I was sitting at home for the rest of a football year not working out, not doing anything, so I get, you know, heavy and whatnot. But then I'm like, okay, hey, like, I'm going to the Cats this year. Right back to the gym, get back on my grind, pull myself right back down to playing weight. Everything that gets it done. I switch to the Cats where I have, I played linebacker, Sam linebacker, Will linebacker, middle linebacker, the whole two years I have left. Yeah. And I would, wish I would have done it three years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, a, a team that didn't have, like, that team wasn't making the playoffs ever at that point. They, they had a year where they made a run. All those players kind of transferred out of there and whatnot. So, like, it was a good scenario for me because yeah. i never played linebacker before in my life either.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then, so, I think, I think for me, cats is when I started to notice, like, you were really serious about this. Like, Kevin wants to do something with football, um, and that's when you really started that's when he started with me right like yeah okay, i started with you and after my cat was i it didn't after know yeah okay. i
1: didn't know you were training people at all and uh so i was i was with uh kelly Basson. i was like okay well i don't know what i'm gonna do for training at all but i want to play at the next level and then i came to coach at the at the uh, Predators, as I usually kind of did at the yeah. start, because in transition, uh, it was like their season was kind of going, and I I helped out coach the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but you, I feel like you weren't there, or something like that. Like, um, it was weird. What was I doing?
0: I think I, think I was plumbing or something. Yeah, or something I like. Working, so you, I was working. You weren't like, there, and
1: then all of a sudden you were there the next year, and you were like. 102 pounds and before Brad was like 320 pounds is like just a marshmallow fluffy. <laughs> fluffy. Just, right so I was like "Whoa, you're you're training and he's like I want to be a strength coach and I was like Kate well I'm cool could would I be able to do it with you and you were like yep I'll pick you up this day. And you pick me up every single day. Even when I didn't want to be there, you were there. I hopped in the car, we went. Yeah,
0: some <laughs> of the most frustrating fucking sits of my life in that car. <laughs> you drag your fucking ass out of that trailer. Because I want to get to the fucking gym. Yeah. Kevin, don't feel like it today. <laughs> Dragging <laughs> ass. Fuck out, Kevin. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: um, that's when I, I have number one, had the most uh, physical changes in my body ever. Like this is the most focused training I've ever had. Yeah. Uh the most I've ever been pushed. I went from benching uh, you know, to like three fifteen to four fifty five. Like yeah. in three months. Like we we're we're all in. Like this is
0: like it was a cult almost, you know what I mean? Like Yo, and yeah, and we I fucking sucked back then. Oh my <laughs> god, I was bad at Training people and it, oh, like the most it worked. Yes, how I good guess. would it have been if I was like today's Brad? Yeah, I don't you know? even want to think about that. Like, and then the thing is, like, fast forward ten years, and I'm sitting here with you know Wes or, or someone talking about their journey, and then we're, I'm like, oh, I sucked back then. <laughs> like, what were we doing? <laughs> yeah. I had to, I'm always evolving, right? But, so I mean, it, like, that's when I found like I had the most
1: jump when I went to I, I got picked up by the University of Ottawa, and I was like, hey. You know, uh, here's the date I'm gone. Like, let's get kind of ready for that. We get there. You know, I peek on all these numbers, and then we're like, I go out there, and I'm like, cool, this is the best thing in the world. And I guess we can kind of stop there if you have any more questions. But,
0: yeah, so I make it out to the University of Ottawa. Yeah, no, keep keep going. So you're going from, from <laughs> junior football up to... Uh Actually, let's touch on something before we go. Yeah, I may note, but I want to touch on. <laughs> um, in in the defense of the Huskies, they did turn things around. Um, yes, you know, once when I think Ian got there, and I've got to give him a shout out because I think they're doing great things. Yeah, uh, both Wes and Ben are playing there, and Alex April, um, and they like they have uh, like people from I think it's RBC coming in and like teach them about investing and, and saving and getting a mortgage and all these important things. They do a lot with the. Uh, gender-based violence protection program um and I know the cats are doing a lot of similar stuff too I think as as organizations I think Edmonton football is as good or better than it's ever been across the board from U-sport to to junior um I I just think we just are missing the training aspect I think we got the athletes I think we got the coaches I just think we need bigger stronger you know what I mean athletes behind it um is, is kind of my take on it but Props to the Huskies because they are doing great things with their with their kids now, and I know, you know, my athletes that I work with definitely appreciate uh, what they do for them. So yeah, um, but yeah, so you're going from from junior to U Sport, or well, it was CIS at the time. Now it's U yeah, Sport. I don't even sport. know when they switched that. But I don't know either. Um, so I get there
1: and I'm super excited. You know, I I'm I'm so excited to be part of this, you know, winning organization at the time. Um, I get there during a quarterback, uh, like, the coach who recruited me isn't there when I get there. Yeah. They switch to a different coach. He went to across the river, which is Carlton, boo Carlton, and I'm <laughs> like, hey, well, okay. uh, I have opinions, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, cool, well, you know, I, I'm all in still, like, I'm not transferring or anything, don't worry about that. Yeah. So, I, I go, um, you know, I've, I do the whole offseason, I end up. Playing um, for a coach whose defense is basically like kind of like they don't huddle, they shuffle all around the place, and then they, you know, and then some blitz, some don't some drop in the coverage. I still don't understand how coverage works to this day. Like it's fives and ones, and you have to do it in between the fingers of your hand. If it's fives, it's on top of your fingers. If it's in between your fingers, it's ones. Like it made that no makes, sense. That makes perfect it, it, sense. It, it literally, <laughs> that's, just leave it at that. Some people will get it, some people won't. So uh, I'm I'm playing D t- t- tackle in this front. So I'm okay. like, okay, okay. Uh, weird. <laughs> But they, they encourage switching all the time, and then, you know, like,
0: so we're... Sounds like conjugate defense. Oh, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> just like, it's just constant rotation. It's just a gong show, but in it the red like zone, a really bad idea like, the number
1: defense. ones have to be in. So when you start getting close to these ones, these yards matter more. And it was just in shambles because the offense was running like a wing T in a three-down system. Like, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. We get absolutely obliterated by teams that this perennially have never lost to. Yeah. Like so, these players are mad. Like these are players are mad. Yeah. And I'm like I don't know what to expect. So I'm like cool. Like I came from a team that was losing. You know, had a losing season. So mm-hmm. I get here. And I'm like cool. Like I, you know, just be quiet, do your job. And literally, the code the players revolt get the coach fired, another coach steps in, They the, the quarterback becomes like the OC. Jesus. Like It was crazy. So that happened. We ended up uh, winning a game that um, number, as soon as we changed, and then we play, um, you know, uh, Queens, a game we almost win, and then we play, um, uh, like, we, we're one game away from making it, we play Western, we end up losing to Western yeah so I like kind of the best team that's ever lost that they all say you know like it was it was crazy talented I understand why they would say that yeah um so I was very much kind of like shook by that but I was crazy to see how much of a team this situation would be but uh the weirdest part is uh, the training that was there at the time it was they had like a coach that he got fired by the end of the year uh being one of the trainers and then there was another trainer and literally we had uh like and he was like tapped out at that point like he was literally on like his ipad tapping away on like things while you're working out like telling you to do things and then still on an ipad yeah like and it was so weird to me like, I was like, what, like, what, like, I was all in doing these things, and then he tells you to use bands, and he pulls out a band, and he puts it on there, and the band is loose. I'm like, that's not how bands work. Like, I was training, and we use bands. Like, the bands have to be tight. So, i like, no, man, we'll just use the bands, you'll be good. Yeah. You know, and then just literally goes back to his iPad tapping. And, like, now, that dude is unbelievable coach. He owns his own gym. He's, he was at a gym that uh, I have the utmost respect for, which is Human 2.0 out in Ottawa, he opened up his own gym. He was with a whole bunch of doctors. Like, he's done his work. He's way better of a coach now. Yeah. But, like, at that point, I like, he was not there. And it was kind of probably the case of every coach being, like, let go of. And, like, him not knowing if he even has a job tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, when Barise got there, Barice, he cracked down on everything. And it was, like, be at training. Be at, uh you know, your your study time uh, be everywhere and don't miss a thing otherwise you're off the team he literally cut our the best receiver on our team yeah like the the next year like he came in from um, from Laval and so he had three rings because Laval never loses yep. and um, <laughs> he literally cut him in that offseason like for missing training he just didn't train he was that guy he was that talented minus
0: training yeah. <laughs> so like it was. God, I wish more coaches did that. I right? wish more coaches were really about that. Like that's a standard that has to be set. I oh. think I've kicked some of the most talented athletes out of my gym, like kids that would have been amazing. But there's there's rules. There's not a lot of rules. I'm not a big rule guy, but there's rules. Yeah, you know, follow and, them. One hundred percent. And so with that, I found that
1: I I figured out that there's a standard that needs to be set if we're gonna win. And I kind of like dug in and went all out at that point to be, uh, to be starting, like I wanted to start, that was the goal. And we had three linebackers who were all kind of like studs. So I was like, it's gonna be a battle to get onto. And literally, uh, first game, um, I'm not starting. Our middle linebacker, Nick LaCour, who's a superstar athlete, He just gets it, you know, he doesn't look like he should be, like he's long and stuff, but he just looks kinda goopy and just stud. (laughs) Like absolute stud. Like he literally like clap to like the quarterbacks that clap to like get the receivers running and blitz and be like at the perfect time in the snap. And I don't know how he did it. Like still to this day, no clue. Like this so I was like, I'm not gonna do it. And literally the first game he tears his ACL. Oh, I'm like, fuck. whoa, fuck.
0: Like, contact, non contact, uh,
1: contact. That yeah, sucks. And, um, fucking, I
0: mean, it sucks anyway, but that yeah, fucking sucks. like
1: it's like brutal because, like, we lose a superstar linebacker. So now we move Griff. Griff is a superstar linebacker as well. Uh, just a hardworking, kind of looks like a caveman, yep. dude's angry all the time. Like, Sounds he's a perfect like a fucking fucking linebacker, to me. <laughs> right? You know, and I'm like, Kate, like, now is my, like, I have to step up now. Now I have to be. Here instead of like you know fighting for here, now I'm here, now I have to hold this. Yeah, and the coach we have, Devin Murphy, literally, like, it was just I don't think I got a compliment all year, <laughs> like, but he was like, but I learned so much. Like, he was like, understand why we do what we do, so you know what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, um I was like, when we drew up our plays, like, okay, tell me the difference between a counter and a lead. None of us knew the difference, so he would dr- draw it all up. So we draw it. I'm terrible uh, at drawing. I have a learning disability, so it's really tough for me to write. Yeah. Like my, like I'm not really good with the mechanics of writing. So he was like, you know what? If you want to plan to be a coach, like you said, he's like, you're gonna have to learn to be able to draw. I'm like, okay. Hey, well, I'm gonna have to focus on the little things, which is literally just drawing. Never mind the play. Just learn to draw it right, so that people can see what you're trying to tell them. Yeah. So literally unbelievable coach, brought my game from the bottom of the floor, not understanding what I'm doing, just being an insane athlete at that point, yeah. to now understanding what I'm doing and being a good athlete, right? And what's What's
0: required of you, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And uh, from there, I've started every single game from that point on. and That's uh, a good transition, because here's what I want to talk about next, and it, mm-hmm. it just happened recently, yep. this little thing they call the Panda Bowl. Oh, and so yeah. I want to talk about your experience in that game because I think every no matter where you go like the Huskies cats have their thing you know everyone has a rivalry yeah. for Ottawa it's Carlton you know and, and the Panda and Bowl and that's the, that's the thing you have a pretty, pretty cool story from the Panda Bowl if I recall so I, let, let's talk about that.
1: Okay so the Panda Bowl which is televised I'm sure you can find it somewhere um, <laughs> like because it was the baddest blood I've ever been a part of and I you know from a team that I know nothing about like there, that one coach left, and that was my fuel for being like, let's beat this team. Yeah. But every one of those some deep hatred. There right? was deep hatred. Like every single player immediately was like, ah, girl, <laughs> like it's time. don't even look at anybody. Fight everyone in practice. <laughs> like let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like here we go. Like this is what it's about. And so the game is we we get our field finally because before we're, we're, we played our games, they forgot at Beckwith Park which is literally, like, 45 minutes away from the school. Because oh, okay. we they were supposed to finish their field, didn't in time. So that next year, we have our field. Did you and have any fans 45 minutes away? We had, There was a bus. There were buses the first two games that we lost, like, games we shouldn't have lost, and there was no buses anymore. Oh, so there was zero fans. It was like playing in high school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we do our, like, we get, you know, ready for this game. We're playing it at home. At home, so our fans are going to be there. Yeah. They split the 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 stands, Carlton, U Ottawa, yeah. and it's like let's go, right? And uh, so it's the first time Pedro's been back because Carlton wasn't in the league for about ten years. They literally threw everything out. Yeah, this
0: was their first year back. Yeah,
1: right? they yeah. threw away basically every sports program for basketball because they literally didn't lose a game for like ten years. Yeah. So like they <laughs> they cared about basketball. So they brought it back. And it's, you know, bad blood, they brought all these kids from Ottawa, a lot of these kids are from Ottawa as well, so they're, like, immediately, like, button heads, like, it's yeah. go time,
0: and... Where is Carlton in relation to the University of Ottawa? Um,
1: it's like, it's like, uh, like, they're, like, diagonal across from each other, one is, like, across, like, a river and down a little bit, and then the other one's on this side of the river, okay. uh, close to, uh, close to, uh, the like the west side of the city the east side of the city One's more to the west okay so um so we're like so like we don't see each other at all but like no there's tension yeah like it's it's (laughs) bad so literally, I like literally. I see people now who went to school like, and I'll be wearing like my hoodie, yeah. just like because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm lazy. I don't want to change into something nice. My hoodie's falling apart. Yeah. Like there'll be guys who like, oh, I went to you, Ottawa, man, and they'll like talk to me for like 25 minutes, and then like you'll run into a dude from Carl's, and I ran into a dude who played rugby, and it was like, ah, like we're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like already like, yeah. like you can feel the hate. Like I was like cool, like, but we, we get to this game and the, the, the stadium's packed, number one. Literally a standing room all around the field. Yeah. Like, it's packed. And we're like, hey, like, here we go, this is a game. And um, we give the boots to them, medium style. Like, we beat the life out of this team from, you know, first whistle, to last whistle. There's like one kind of play that breaks and they score a touchdown. Uh, but like other than that, it was just us full throttle all the way. Yeah. Put this on the ground. We're on TV. We like dudes are like trip, grab, grabbing you, chirping you, um, like dude like was like you know like slap like pushing the back. You turn around, you like push him, and, like get the out of your little breasts, like not oh, come on, break it up. Like <laughs> it was just like it was so violent of a game. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. But yeah, like you like you didn't even notice the fans. Either, like you, you think you would in a situation like that. Like I'm sure, like like it's as much fans at that point as like a high school game in the states. You know what I mean? But it's still crazy. It's like a rivalry high school game in the state.
0: People are, people, human beings are weirdly tribal. Yes. About shit. Right? Like, and it's just like, everyone's like, oh. Uh, I'm uh, like, there's like 40,000 broke students here who are in <laughs> crippling debt yeah, for the rest of the But their like, life. For but one fuck one you, Carlton. Minute. Like, <laughs> for one
1: little minute, it's just, fuck Carlton, yeah. you know, yeah. like.
0: We're all pretend gangbangers. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, but okay, so what's the game where the fucking fans rush the field, though? Okay, so, uh,
1: that was a appendable, but when I was done.
0: Oh, okay. uh, yeah. so, so let's, let's make that transition, because, again, okay. you had another interesting transition in your CIS career yeah. that a lot so, of people don't go through.
1: Uh, I ran out of eligibility, weirdly, but, like, I still could play, but I, I, was, I was banged up, I was injured, so I never got to train at all, and they needed a film guy, so I was like, cool, I'll be the film guy. Like I'm Like, my body, last year, I'm like, I kind of don't want to be in that pain again, I don't think I'm all in, so I can help out one way or another. Yeah. So I was like, "Cool, I'll be the film dude." And so I'm doing f- film for this, and one of them was the And The Panable now is done in TD, uh, TD Bank Stadium or whatever yeah, in like Ottawa, which Red is the professional where the Red Blacks play. Yeah. So they literally split that whole f- thing in half. Half of it's Carlton, half it's U Ottawa, full. Yeah. Um, and we're like, "Kate, this game number one is still bad blood from last year. We the one, we won it. You know." Uh, we have our name, our little, like, words carved into the trophy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so here we go. So this game, same thing. We're, it's This one is a battle, though. Like, we're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We're up by, uh, you know, a field goal in, like, the last minutes of the game. Um, and it ends on a throw-up ball that gets batted into Behar's hands, who plays on the Eskimos now, Nate Behar. And he catches it, and down the sideline he goes, scores, last play of the game. And there's still time left on the clock, but what happens is, is literally everyone just goes, on the Carlton side, and the whole Ottawa side Deathly silent, like there's not a word, yeah. and it's just like, Wah! and they're just jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping, and then all of a sudden, like there's a little like fence protecting the field to keep you from going to the field, like like think of like a um, stadiums, like a uh, little like girder yeah. things, and then they like one kid like pushes it and it like rocks, and it's like this is literally like what I learned about this in social like uh, in like um, psychology of like groups of people at the same time. So I literally saw it happen. Like one dude like pushes it and it like rocks. And then like the guy at the security guard's like, don't do that. And then, and then like another kid like pushes it and then like it falls and the whole thing starts to fall. The security guard like grabs it and tries to hold it up and it comes down. And then like everyone stands, like there's still like a girder there. Yeah. And then like one person's like Ugh! and like runs. And then they're like Ugh! and then all of a sudden whoosh. Yeah. Everyone jump in the side. Piling on the field, the whole field is full of people. Yeah. Uh, auto players on the field, like in tears, like you know, like oh my god, I can't believe we lost this game. Like, like everyone's like trying to get them off field because there's still time. There's no way they just called the a game. Fucking dangerous situation, and, man, yeah, it's... it's very dangerous in a way. Like you do, and the dudes are like running up and yelling at players, like I'm like yeah, that's you know why like it's dangerous, right? Like, like, the like these are like, these dudes are right now at a whole different emotional level. Like it could be a riot, like one dude can go and like you, this could be a situation, right? And um, so that happened, like, and it was the most crazy thing, because I went from the sideline where this was, like, heated to, like, walking to get, like, our film from a little, like, SD card. Yeah. And I, I look over to see this ball get caught, and I'm, like, looking for a penalty. I'm, like, what is happening? So I'm literally, like, every Ottawa fan at that point yeah. to then watch literally all of Carlton just, like, pile onto the field.
0: Fuck.
1: You know, <laughs> so... Yeah, that was a crazy thing to be anywhere near a part of,
0: even though I wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking... That didn't happen at the Cats and the Dogs game. No, <laughs> no. But hopefully hopefully we can get them competitive like, I'm, like I was talking about. Yeah. This offseason. We got an awesome deal for, for all CJFL players and U-Sport and CFL. CFL just free. Just mm. come. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you ain't paying, don't stop playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think for me as a coach, I think whatever, I hate talking about my success. I feel like it's such a fucking arrogant thing to yeah. say. But whatever success I've had, um, I attribute to trying to identify personality types within my players. Or I shouldn't say, but athletes, players for your coaches. Yeah, um, Within my athletes and playing to those like like you know, how extroverts, you can yell at them and they need to be pushed. You know, But introverts, you kind of, you need to let them push themselves, you know, and there's kids that can take the, the, you know, a verbal lashing, and there's kids that need to be nurtured. Yeah. Um, And and kind of identifying those different types and doing my best to play to their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, So what coach, through your football career, do you think kind of exemplified that the most?
1: Through the football part of it, it would have to be Devin Murphy. Yeah. Yeah he was a, like an A-type personality who was just like, you know, like had no time for anyone who wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, and it wasn't like he just abandoned players. Like he had an expectation of you doing a certain amount of work. And if you weren't doing it, yeah, nothing, you're getting nothing from him. If you were doing it and maybe you had trouble understanding, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of help. But if you all of a sudden try to rely on him, For, you know, like to, like maybe the situation you have where someone's like, hey, how do I, should I squat to a box? Like, what does it matter? And we just did a podcast on that. You know what I mean? Like Like, there's information. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he didn't have time for it, much like you. So it was, he, I found that like I got the most out of it because it was me pushing myself by way of him
0: having expectation that demanded a certain thing. Yeah, I think he, like you, he makes you rise to that, or at least I try to make my athletes rise to genetic. like I, I expect something from you. Yes, you're, you're capable of this. Yes, Can and you it, hold that yourself to a higher standard. Like he
1: wanted that, and it was a major thing. Um, and I found like that helped me now most as a coach. Like now as a coach, I see things going wrong that. Other coaches don't see, especially at this level, like we're you know we have two guys hitting the same gap, and they're like, "Oh, you know, play harder," and it's like, no, like right now you have a dude not playing his gap. So yeah, it's my like, favorite coaching it's, advice. It's so it, like you like men. I'm so much more cerebral because of him. Because before it was literally just straight athleticism, make a play, and yeah. now it's I understand exactly how it should look on like paper and also how to show it to someone on paper yeah. and how to explain what we can do to fix those things and you know my where i struggle the most probably is connecting with like kids much the same as he did like it it's like trying to make sure that you say you know I, you know i love you like you're doing everything you're the great kid you're doing everything it's it's kind of hard to be that vulnerable and make sure that kid knows that like we're family like we're doing this together and that's where i struggle now probably a little
0: bit yeah so i saw a great example of that on the weekend uh, i I won't name names i was at a football game on the sideline and kid get the the other team runs a a toss and then the the running back throws the nine and it's not this is not a high level of football these are kids right yeah um and the, the corner didn't cover his guy. He went to play the toss because yeah, he's the kid. That's what you, do, that's right? what you do. Go tackle the guy with the ball. Go get the ball. And so they they throw it touchdown. And like the team, like that particular team that had just gotten scored on was up by like twenty one. Like this isn't a big deal. Chill yeah. out. The corner comes off the field clearly embarrassed and like, oh, I fucked up. That was me. Yeah, you can see and him do the, the work The first thing right his you. coach does is screams at him about what a fucking idiot he is. And I'm like, it takes everything to just keep my cool. I really want to punch motherfuckers in the face when they do that. Yeah, I really want to fucking inflict physical pain on you when you bully kids like that. Yeah,
1: because it is like when you see a kid hang his head after a play, and he's like, "Oh man, like that was me. That was like he already knows." Like when you get a kid come to the sideline who gets burnt on something where he should have been doing the right thing, and he's like you know that's when you're like hey like get over here yeah like what are you like you know what a time what for you discipline need to do, kids need right? right? discipline it's like, not
0: after they get embarrassed in front, front of their, their parents, parents and their friends and, 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 and
1: you can see them already doing that so you can be like hey they're don't let that floating happen again. before that's, they come off the field and yeah, it's, it's like you're better gets, than that be he better. got in the
0: kid's face he screamed at him and what did the kid do he started crying yeah ball in his eyes wouldn't couldn't lift his head up lost the ability to lift his head and I, went, I had to go I went up and hugged him and told him, like I I know the team, I know the kid, like I've been you know, I've been around so I went up and, and hugged him and told him to flush it, you know. I'm like, man, if you're gonna play, you're gonna get beat sometimes. That's the risk we take. That's that's what sports are. You know, can you yeah. take that and keep going? You know, like you that that's what you gotta do. You'll make that play next time. And he literally the next the next ball they threw at him, big knockdown, most disrespectful step over <laughs> I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> and uh uh, yeah so um i guess my last question for you then um what coach do you i think we all as coaches my my whole reason for becoming a coach was to be the man that i needed when i was growing up yeah and i think as a coach we all have this vision that we'll be that for some kid you know what i mean that that beacon of hope in a dark world yeah you know so what? Who was that coach for you? Whether it was at a young age, was it high school age, CISA, whatever? Who was that coach for you that kind of pulled it in and like showed you, you know, this is what you're capable of with this type of, this type of work ethic. You know what I mean? Who yeah. who, who really changed your perspective on football, on life, on? Um, I think. You what? can pick multiple. You don't got to pick yeah. one. That's tough. yeah. It's a tough
1: one, right? <laughs> Like, I mean, Murphy did a lot for me for the sport and uh, understanding that it's a family I would give to Bo Moreau, but, like, where I had, who had the most impact and showed me that I could do what I could do with you. Like, I went from being a kid who was, you know, I started at the the dogs. I, I mean, I started at the dogs for maybe a game, and I started at the the cats basically my whole time there but uh, I eventually in the last year I had probably the rockiest football year by way of uh, coaching issues like they assumed I was a certain player that I will I to this day vehemently am NOT Uh, I gave kind of everything I had I maybe I was a little bit goofy mentally like much the same way I'm now like I laugh at everything and when I'm processing stuff I don't look you dead in the eye all the time like I'm trying to imagine a picture and piece it together in my head so it seems like I'm spacing out when I'm not so we had a disconnect and that coach started a guy who was a talented kid and then he hurt himself, so he was nowhere near capable of playing. He was crying after he hurt himself. And we're men. this, like men. Uh, I mean, we're older. Like, we're 18 plus. He's 18 yeah. plus. And he was crying after he hurt his ankle. And the coach came to him and said, you're the guy. You're the starter. You're the this. And he's literally in tears talking to him. I'm like, I don't think that's right, number one. And number two, I'm better than him. Yeah. So, like, what are you doing? And now this kid, I literally watched him limp the rest of his career playing football so yeah. like like uh when i finished that i was mad like i was so mad like i'm gonna still i'm gonna despite this i'm gonna succeed so i made it to the university of ottawa but i was afraid now of training with kelly being gone like i had nothing that i ran into you and it was literally the biggest transformation in my life i went from being you know i literally went to practice uh, the, the next year for the for the cats and the yeah. coach was like are you on steroids <laughs> like I'm like no man like I'm training properly like and I'm training every single day like this is I love this I love this atmosphere I mean I wish we didn't separate so much like strength-wise right now because I, I love that I love just piling in the car together and going and training together now yeah. I mean I don't even push anywhere near the way that you do. So it wouldn't be, it doesn't make oh, no sense. So, I ain't lifting no. I ain't trained in a month, son. I'm busy running a business.
0: I'm not competitively lifting. I haven't trained in forever. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, like,
1: it, like that time for me, and I really understood a lot about who I am and what I'm capable of, despite what anyone says. So that I really could succeed without being like so angry all the time at kind of things I can't control.
0: Yeah, yeah, a bitterness kind of for to the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. like,
0: it was like, no matter what, I'm the best. Bah, you know? Yeah, it's always, it's, yeah, it's funny, it's a nice transition into our hip-hop section because on Vinny's new album, he has uh, a song called Grateful, and he talks about on there, he says, uh, when I was younger, I was everything I hated, just an egotistical asshole, my faith was impaired, um... I was I was always complaining. It was always my fault. I always was the victim. That like oh, I I can't think of the verse right now because it's still such a new album to me. But yeah, it's that's kind of a life lesson I learned through the gym as well. It's like you're not the victim. Stop, stop being a victim of circumstance and just change the circumstance. You know, through effort, through grinding, through that that work. You know. So yeah. I'm touched that I was the answer. to yeah, the 100%, Question. A hundred
1: percent. And I I mean that honestly. This isn't to sell. You know go to his gym because he's going to be
0: your best friend. Like, (laughs) you got to. I probably will not. (laughs) You probably probably aren't going to like me very much, but I'm (laughs) going to fucking, you'll win. Yeah, you're going to win. You're going to do
1: all out. So, I mean, like that, I enjoyed that because it was, no matter what we were doing, it was together. And even though we competed constantly, like I wasn't, I benched 455 and that was nowhere near what you were doing in that shirt. So like it, we would eventually separate, but no matter what, it was a team thing yeah. and I found for me training where I get the best out of it is when I'm training with, with someone and not for someone and that was a, a big part of it. yeah,
0: so I think that was really the last time that training was fun too like it was still yeah it was still a thing that I did. it wasn't it wasn't my living. it yeah. was like, hey, I'm off work let's I, you know let's go train yeah, you get in the car and drive to the gym, go pick up Kevin and sit there for ten minutes. He's got to finish his level before the video game saves. And so I'm fucking sitting there. Not coming in. I'm fucking scared of Ashley. I'm not talking to her. Fuck that. She makes me feel like a little man every time I talk to her. So I'm sitting in the car waiting. And then, yeah, I just go to the gym and crush weight. And then go eat. Was, yeah. Before we were vegan, we would eat anything. Yeah. Like fucking animals. Yeah, savages. Anything. Get yeah. big. Eat big. You're, I remember you were drinking <laughs> those shakes that were like peanut butter, like a yeah, I like was trying to gain. No, it was like it was four tablespoons of peanut butter, two cups of ice cream, two cups or two scoops of protein, four bananas, and like. <sighs> Uh, like a jug of like heavy cream, yeah. And you fucking like, blend you it, blend it all up three maybe. times a day. I hit that shit almost. Ugh. I threw up every time. But you just throw, you swallow it. You're just, <laughs> just throwing up the <laughs> shake.
1: You just swallow, swallow it back down. keep it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now, well. now powerlifters want to make sure their fucking costume matches more than their fucking. <laughs> well, you squat three hundred pounds. And yeah, your fucking outfit matches. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's. I hate so. what it's become.
1: Yeah, and uh,
0: I guess yeah. So we're getting off track. A
1: little bit. So I guess I'm gonna go with my hip hop. I'm yeah. going with Plain
0: Jane by ASAP Ferg. Banger. Banger. I love it. I'm, I'm not in. the. I'm not even remotely an ASAP Ferg fan. I don't even until he did that DJ Premier song. Yeah, Our Streets, which is dope too. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about him, but that is a banger of a song. Yeah,
1: no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, it's a uh, playoff of Tear Up the Club Thugs like. You know, slop on my knob, like nah, corn on the cob. Give okay. me some hit. <laughs> okay. Like, that's like, foul. <laughs> like, it's good. Can we edit thing? that and post? That's yeah, awful. exactly. It's <laughs> terrible. But it's, it's so it's a play on that, and it's just a banger. Like, yeah. I love it, and it's so good. Like, so uh, that's mine. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Plain, Asap Plain Jane by Asap
0: Ferg. Cool. Check out Plain Jane by Asap Ferg. Check out Gracious by Vinnie Paz. Start your day with that song. It always puts me in a nice, a nice mind state for the day. Um, yeah, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah, it's a long episode again, so take it easy, guys. Enjoy.